Hey everybody, you hear that? Sounds like tea time. Island talk, island talk. Right here on the kitchen island. Island talk, island talk. Right here on the kitchen island talk. Tea time talk. Right here on the kitchen island talk. Yeah, island talk. Keeping it real and never fake. Right here on the kitchen island talk. Dishing the tea with Lady V, B, J, Show T. We forever styling. Real talk about real issues. If you don't like it, then go get a tissue. Walking, talking like a diva should. Wouldn't choose another sisterhood to Island talk, island talk. Right here on the kitchen island talk, island talk. Right here on the kitchen island talk, island talk. Right here on the kitchen island talk, island talk. Hey everybody, we're back, Kitchen Island Tea. This is Vanita, one of your favorite Capricorns, <laughs> and Cheryl T, your favorite Kitchen Island Tea host. Hey hey. And this is BJ. You know, I have the corny jokes. <laughs> yes, you do. Hey, y'all but didn't ask laugh. me. Y'all didn't ask me who is the other favorite Capricorn of everybody. Who is Who's it? that? Jesus. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <That's> so, <laughs> so what's been going on with everybody? I, I can say for me, Ashley is still here and I'm very happy about that. Woo-hoo, we are too. Yes. She keeps you smiling. Yes, she does. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, she cannot go back to New York. We're going to kidnap her and make I her know. stay in Texas. <laughs> I know. Her roommates are calling daily, like, when you coming back? And every time there's a glitch, she's like, I think your mom's going around paying everybody in town to keep you there. <laughs> and of course, you all have that hobby that you all have now. What's the name of that machine? Cricket. Cricket. The cricket. cricket. You all are cricketed out. Yes. We have cricket parties almost every other night. They done lost their cricket mind. <laughs> cricket crazy. So look out if you get a cricket gift, it's because they're on it. Yeah. <laughs> but I like it. Yeah. So what's exactly. been going on with you, Cheryl? Well, I've been on vacation with my husband once again. We went to Hilton Head <laughs> and to Savannah, Georgia, and I had never been to Savannah. And I'm, you know, from Atlanta. That's where I grew up in Atlanta, Stone Mountain area. And so I got to go to Savannah and it has some very rich history, as you know, yes. uh, but it's beautiful. I mean, the beautiful trees. I got to see where Forrest Gump sat when he said, you know, life is like a box of chocolate. Uh-huh. <laughs> You never know what you're going to get. That's right. (laughs) So it's beautiful. I would highly encourage anybody that wants to go and see that, you know, old style Southern history uh, to take that tour in uh, Savannah. We stayed at the JW Marriott just off of the river. Mm -hmm. So it was very beautiful and relaxing. And Hilton Head, same thing. We took a a little uh, like a cruise boat, not really a cruise boat, but like a ferry over to Davesky Island. Uh, and Davesky Island, you know, now it's very expensive for people to buy property out there. But back in the day, it was actually owned by, you know, the former slaves. Yeah. So yeah, Davesky Island. So it was really nice to go and see that. Um, but it was beautiful. We had a great time. And now we're back here, San Antonio. Yay. This is our traveling queen yes. they travel all the time it's awesome yes i actually <laughs> yeah. went to savannah also um maury and i went years ago we drove there from her house and we stayed on the river too but i don't think it was a jw marriott i don't remember what it was but um we ate at the then i don't think it's there now what's her name's restaurant uh paula dean paula dean yeah it was yeah. there it's still there Yes, and I actually have a gift for each one of you from Paula Dean's store, but, but I haven't what? been able to give it to you guys because y'all been locked yeah. down, you know, and yeah. because of COVID. Yeah. So I just want you both to know that I have something for you from Paula Dean's. Yeah, so you out. ate there? So you ate there? I did not eat there. Okay. Uh, we went to the, the gift shop that's connected to it, but I, w- I heard there was another restaurant that was even better called Huey's, mm. and I tell the truth that food was so good so i really want to do a girl's trip to savannah okay just saying yes. just Call throwing it. it out there to y'all cheryl <laughs> i think we went to that alternative restaurant too was it like a house no it wasn't a house it's just off of the you know how you the river area where it's a lot of those cobblestones and bricks that you can walk on uh-huh. it's right off of that you know and it's called huey's and it's a uh more of a cajun style restaurant you get beignets it's more of a 
uh, catfish and grits, you mm-hmm. know, shrimp and grits. I was my like, kind of my eat. kind of restaurant. I think we <laughs> went there South too, Carolina, though. right? This is in no, Georgia. Georgia. Oh, in Savannah. Georgia. Savannah. Savannah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm getting it. Oh, and I had some up. great fried green tomatoes. It was so good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely delicious. I didn't know you like that kind of food, Southern. Oh, soul food. I'm from Georgia. <laughs> I put sugar <laughs> in my grits. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Well, I don't eat grits, so that's a whole nother story. Oh, but... you're missing it. You're missing it. Anyway. Well, it's good to catch up, y'all, and we're going to take a quick break and come back and spill the tea on current events. Well, I can tell you what I did. Oh, you told us earlier, don't even ask. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't she, Cheryl? Well, I, I do have to say yes, this, if did. you don't mind, before we take a break. Uh, you know, I'm not traveling much with mom and a grandson, but high school basketball, you all, high school freshman basketball is a trip. you all probably experienced this before but it's the parents they lose their minds oh i know yes i struggle but i just hold it inside you know but other parents they just let it all hang out and it's (laughs) oh my god and then my stepson his son is out there playing and he's coaching but he's good so I don't get annoyed when he's yelling, but it's like, oh my goodness. And the funny thing is the kids listen to him too. And they started to run and guard better because he's yelling hands up and, you know, D, you got a D and all of this. So, but it was just an interesting experience for me because these parents are so into it. I, I hope the kids still enjoy it, but I think they need to come up with a new penalty just for parents. Yes, from the they referees. Do. <laughs> I mean, that would be real. a whole nother rat hole. You talking about parents <laughs> yelling and getting flagrant mouths, yes. flagrant calls on their mouth. mouth. Yes. <laughs> so I just had to share that with you all because it was like a new thing for me. We've been going to the games and, you know, getting into it and, Telling him, you know, you, you're not in the NBA yet, so don't try to rebound with one hand. That's what he was doing. I'm like, it takes two hands. So we're getting there. So freshman high school basketball. That's funny. That's cool. Are, is, your, is his team winning? Ezra's team winning? Off and on. When they, <laughs> when they execute, they win. It's so crazy how we get so excited watching them play, you know, like we don't uh, bet a billion dollars on the game, you know? Yes, yes. <laughs> it's just a kid's game, you know? Yeah, <laughs> then we're sitting there, didn't we go over that? Why is he going this way? Push, push, faster, there's that, you know, so, yeah. We just want our children to do well. And yes. so we get caught up and um, as if we're on the floor. <laughs> yes, emotionally invested, yes. <laughs> So, well, thank you for sharing that, Beverly. That's thank you. Yes. So I used to have to walk out when the game got too close because I couldn't take it. The anxiety (laughs) was too much for me. I had to leave out of the gym. No, see, I was the opposite. I I wasn't yelling at the refs or anything, but I was like, Are you serious? Are you serious (laughs) on everything? You can't be serious. (laughs) Especially when your child is on the line to do the uh, winning shots. Exactly. And you and it's the last few seconds of the game. I literally had to get up and walk out. I can't watch it. (laughs) That's funny. So on that note, we're going to take a quick break and we will be back unless Beverly has something else. No, I'm good. It's time. Okay. (laughs) Hey, Islanders. We just want to check in with you personally. We would love to hear from you with feedback about your favorite episodes, any ideas you have about possible future topics, and guest suggestions. We can be reached at our email, which is kitchenislandtea at gmail.com. Also reach out to us via Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We look forward to hearing from you. In the meantime, be safe, mask up, and keep hope alive. Ciao. 
And we are back at the island and it's so refreshing to see your faces again via Zoom. We are still social distancing, but let's catch up on spilling the tea on current events, y'all. So Biden has vowed to appoint a black woman to the Supreme Court justice. What do y'all think? My first thing is whoo, 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 and a big hand clap. What took him so long? I know, I'm, but my whole thing is, it's really not about the color of the person, it's the character and exactly. the person and can they do the job? And, and I'm hoping and praying, I know he's gonna pick the right person. And I know this sounds crazy coming from a person of color, but I look at, you know, Clarence Thomas, he's not, he's black, but he's not going, you know, the direction that a lot of us need his help. So it's not necessarily all about the color of the person's skin, but, you know, whether their morals, whether their thoughts, whether their um, purpose lies in their conversation. So I just want that's that's my whole thing It's just pick the pe pick the person that's for the people and that's going to do the will of God. Well, here's what I think. And I agree with you. Uh, first of all, I'm looking for inclusion and inclusion means that we show we reflect the entire United States, not just one group. And so it's not that it's been a, a lack of qualified candidates because they're out there. It's almost like when you're in corporate America and they say they can't find a minority and you're like, that's not so. They're qualified candidates in every nationality, in every ethnic group, everywhere. You just have to look and find them. So my thing was I'm happy because they should have been included in the nominations, whether, and you're right, the most qualified should get the job. But I'm still like, I think there was never a lack of qualified candidates, just the misstep of not including them in the nominees. So I'm I, happy I, about it. And I agree uh, with that, Beverly. Uh, uh, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, it's not like people of color don't have the skills, they just don't get the chance. Yes. I mean, yes. we see it in sports. We mm -hmm. see it everywhere. In business, it, it's everywhere. So I'm sure he'll, with um, his committee or whoever's helping him, he will. And I think they've narrowed it down to three women, haven't they? Well, the short list is three, but there's some other women who are also very well qualified. And so, okay. you know, it's a lot of different issues coming up because it's going to be like, do you pick the Harvard or the Yale grad over the local college grad? you know, that kind of thing. So, but they're all uh, very qualified young women and, and, you know, they're all in the 45, 50 age range. So that's right. good. Yeah. So like Cheryl said, as long as they're qualified, mm -hmm. we're good. And they're, that they have, they stick to their morals and they stick to the yes, law. Yes. That's if the we thing. We want them to go by the law. Exactly. Call the law good when it's good and when it's bad, call it. Exactly. So just like when uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, God rest her soul, uh, mm. RBG passed away, they put a woman on the Supreme Court, but she didn't have the same values as she as the RBG did. So it's right. not just about mm -hmm. the person's color, the person's gender. Right. You know, it's really about uh, are the people, are they going to follow the law and do the right thing by the people? Exactly. And, what, and not just by special, special interests. Um, and not just, you know, by their own personal views, are they going to do right by the law and the people? Mm -hmm. That's that's really where my, my passion is. I'm with you, Cheryl. We're I think we're all page. on board. Yeah, yeah, I think we're all on the same page and on board. So all we need to do is is pray that the, the right person goes on the court and um, that they will do right by the people. That's the mm -hmm. most important all part. There you yeah. go. Because All the of, people, right. Yes, yes. They go, <laughs> yeah, they do right by people. So mm -hmm. anyway, it's a wait and see. It's a wait and see. Yes. Well, I will say this. Remember those names. I think it's Judge Katanji Brown, mm -hmm. Judge Michelle Childs, okay. and Judge Candace Ray Jackson. And then she has an African name, Aki Wumi or something. Okay. Okay. All right. We'll keep all candidates in prayer. There you go. Because the, the, uh, the hard part is being appointed because they dig up everything from when you were in diapers. <laughs> 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 like what pampers did you use? Mm, you know, yes. like 
did you commit a crime at 12? And yes. what tweet- Ask Justice Kavanaugh about that. They went way back. Exactly. Way back. You know, like yeah. what tweet did you send out in the last 10 years that's controversial or, you know, mm-hmm. who are you friends with and pictured with? And, you know, it's just, it's just, they dig deep into your background. And that's mm-hmm. the part that's kind of scary. I mean, you don't have anything to worry about if you don't, but still, they get you with still. everything. Yeah, still digging into your private life. Exactly. And your your family too, mm-hmm. you know? So anyway, let's just keep them all in prayer. So let's move to sports, y'all. Woo-hoo! <laughs> yes. Well, the playoffs are happening right now and it is tied 21 to 21. Kansas City and Cincinnati are at a dead tie with seven Oh my goodness. Left. Oh, wow. Go Chiefs. Mm. Come on, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, he got intercepted. So. Yeah. So, and then the next game is going to be the Rams and San Francisco. San Francisco 49ers. Yep. Go yeah. 49ers. No, go Rams. Well, I'm against the Rams because they left St. Louis and, you know, that's my hometown. And <laughs> we love we got a personal home. beef with them. Yeah. Well, I, got I got a personal per- issue with them. Well, I got a personal <laughs> issue with San Francisco ever since Colin Kaepernick. So we won't go down that road. Oh, Lord, no. <laughs> we don't have enough time in the day. <laughs> but anyway, speaking of sports, the Winter Olympics are coming up. Looking forward to it. So what's your favorite Winter, winter Olympic sport? Vanita? Oh, me? Yeah. Uh, let's see. I love, God, what's it called? When they're skiing and they go up and then they land way down a hill. What is that called? Is that slalom? I don't know. I'm not a skier. I'm not either. I need to be researching that. But I like, I don't like ice skating. It gives me the fajivas. It's just like somebody's going to fall on the ice and it's going to turn red because it's blood. And I know I'm so <laughs> weird like that. I don't like ice I skating. I love the figure skating because I love to see the dance and the quality of the motion. Mm-hmm. I just think it's beautiful. But yes, I do get anxiety also because I'm like, oh my uh-huh. God, you're going to hit that triple lunge. Do it. Okay, don't fall. And don't my like, B- yes, one of my BFFs, Maria, loves figure skating. She won't take calls. She's glued to the television when figure skating is on. But I like the hockey too, you all. I guess. Oh, yeah. Yes, I love the hockey. I I don't really care for hockey. It's are you allowed to fight in hockey when you're in the Olympics? Yeah, you are about the Olympics. I just know about the the regular. Yes, you're allowed to fight. And I don't like that. But I don't know. I got to check that out. If you're allowed to fight in the Olympics. I don't know. There's penalty boxes, I'm sure, but yes. yeah. So I also like not the slot, the like it's two people or maybe even one in the thing that goes down the uh, bobsled. Bobsled, okay. And that, what were you gonna say, Cheryl? Also, but that's individual skiers when they go through the little flags downhill skiing is what I, I like that too. I like that too. Mm-hmm. I like to. What else is indoor in winter Olympic? Uh, they have, the, of course, the, um, what do you, the, the, um, the fast skating where they're racing. Oh, I skating. love that. The I love that. Skating, yes. I love <laughs> that. I do. Then they have the curling. If you're into curling. <laughs> I like to sit and laugh and watch the curling. All the I do is I'm like, oh, that's too much work for it to go a few little inches on the ice. And they're and just brushing. actually do yes. that. And they're um, just buffalo. like sweeping and yes. sweeping. <laughs> <laughs> but the outfits are outrageous, y'all. Yeah. Yes, I love it. Now, I yeah. do like the snowboarding because it's exciting, you mm-hmm. know, and it's different and unique. And it's usually a lot of young people doing the snowboarding. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty fun to watch that. Yeah. So there's quite a few things I like with the Winter Olympics, but I'm still excited to for them to start. I think it's February 3rd or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what did y'all think about the winners of the Australian Open tennis? No, Go thank Rafa. you. No, well, I'm <laughs> glad about Rafa, and I guess yeah. I, I like Ash Barty, but I was rooting for Madison Keys. Yeah, I really was, but it's all good. There weren't enough of my favorite players in the Australian Open, so I didn't so really. So, do you watch. think it's different now that the Williams sisters are not participating in this uh-huh. tournament? I thought it was a little different. It just seems mm-hmm. scarce. 
And it seemed to go by so fast. It did. It did. Yeah. So, but they'll be back. They'll be back. At least Serena will for sure. And her daughter, she is grooming her to be the next Serena Jr. (laughs) That girl has a backhand on her. I don't know if y'all have seen it on social media. Yes. She is playing her butt off. And she's cute. Very cute. (laughs) Very cute. And she loves her mommy and daddy. She has skills now. She does. And they're natural born skills. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. So, but I'm Olympic junkie, y'all. Winter, summer, it doesn't matter to me. I just love sports. So, and I think y'all are like that too. Yes. Yeah. So let's talk about the playoffs are happening right now. And I know it's close neck and neck with the Cincinnati and Kansas City. Woo. No Chiefs. So what do y'all think about uh, Ben Roethlisberger retiring and potentially Tom Brady? I heard that was an early release of that information and he kind of backtracked on it. But what are your thoughts about those two quarterbacks retiring? You want to go first, Beverly? Well, I think Ben is is there. I do. I like him, but uh, I think he's there. I can stand to see, even though I don't root for him and his team because he's been there so much, but I can stand to see what does a 44, 45-year-old guy do on the football field and how much of it can he do? So I would like to see him go one more year. Okay. What about you, Lady V? Well, I'll start with Ben because he's been the quarterback (laughs) of my team for all these years. And Pittsburgh Steelers, for those who don't know who we're talking about. Yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger. In the last three years, I've wanted him to retire. I, I think he has slowly declined in his mobility, maybe his passion, I'm not sure. But I've been ready for at least three years. So I'm happy about this transition. He's done mm-hmm. a lot for Pittsburgh Steelers and I hear the city also. So it's time for him. Tom Brady, I'm glad he's gone. I hope it's true. <laughs> and y'all are going to say, what? well, here's the reason why. It's because it's somebody else's turn, y'all. It's somebody else's turn. Let someone else shine. They have nothing else to prove, either one of those guys. And they need to listen to their bodies because, you know, Beverly, I know you would like to see Tom Brady go another year, but we don't really know all the aches and pains. And he still has children. He could be hanging out with, just like Ben. Running and jumping with. I, I understand that, but I mean, it would just be interesting to me to see, okay, here's what would, you know, I always remember my father and grandfather talking about George Blanda and how old he was and mm-hmm. uh, way back in the day. So I would just like to see what can an old man do? You <laughs> 45 old. Hey, you need to check with your husband on that, girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we'll see. Can tell you what an old man can do. All right, this is a Ray G show, you guys. Just this Josh and just playing around. Just being real. What do you think, think, Cheryl? I think Big Ben, because the um, players have changed so much in the NFL, the -hmm. pass rushes are much faster and it's difficult to be a pocket passer like he is and Uh not being able to scramble as much because those guys are bigger and faster coming off that line, that defensive line. Um, And so I think it it was time for him. Now, Tom Brady, I think he has a unique situation because I think physically he can still do it. Mentally, he can still do it. He has an excellent acumen of the game. He he knows the game very well. I think we just lost, Cheryl. I think we did. We'll be right back, y'all. Commercial. And we are back at the island and ladies and gentlemen, listeners, because of the current state of our country and the world with COVID, we are recording via Zoom. And sometimes Zoom freezes up either because you don't have a great Wi-Fi at your house, you don't pay your bill, or (laughs) there's all sorts of reasons. Your iPad is jacked up. But anyway, we are back. <laughs> and she's talking about me, you guys. I was talking about Big Ben retiring and Tom Brady potentially retiring. And, and then we just, I just was talking and the screen was frozen. <laughs> so 
So let me try and recap again. I think it's time for Big Ben because they're newer players in the league and they're much faster coming off of the defensive line. And mm-hmm. he's a pocket passer and he can't move as much and as quick as he used to. He was great as a pocket passer because he's huge. That's why they call him Big Ben. It's hard to get him down. Mm-hmm. Um, but Tom Brady, you know, he, he's a different kind of beast. He's mentally there. Physically, he can handle it. He has a great IQ of the game and he's wiser at this age. I think he probably wants to retire more to because of his his family. And I, I think if he decide to make that decision, it will be based on his full family holistically helping him to make that decision. But he can do another year. Um, he has, you know, think about it. They went all the way to the playoffs and I was one game away from the divisional championship games that are being played today. So he can actually continue on if he wanted to. I agree. I agree. I agree too. But again, I feel like move over, let somebody else have a chance. You've had a stellar career. I mean, stellar. You've broken all kinds of records. You've, you've, you know, you've won a championship with more than one team. It's time to hang out and let some other, you know, somebody else do it. Well, they can say okay, that for people okay. that are still working, you know, like myself in my late 50s, not late, late 50s, but 56, <laughs> still on a job. They can say, let the new college kids come in. It's time for you to sit down and relax. But, but it's no. not retirement time. You know what it's I mean? Not, if yeah, you were still yeah. doing it at 75 and 80, I'd be like, move your old butt over. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm just going to cut in and give an update. Cincinnati 24, KC 21. I see that. Oh, Cincinnati. My husband is actually pulling for Joe Burroughs because, you know, he's from Louisiana and Joe Uh Burroughs came out of LSU. So, well, both teams are great. So we'll see what happens. Go Kansas City. That would be a major upset, but it is what it is. That's all we've been seeing through the playoffs. So it's upset. No, upset. (laughs) My husband is going to tie. My husband is still in mourning over the Packers. I bet. Uh, he should be. That game was yeah. hard. Matt is still in mourning over the Dallas Cowboys, so I understand. <laughs> Cheryl, you're still married, right? Oh, God. I thought <laughs> we were going to have to, you know, at least spend a couple of nights away at hotel somewhere. I'll be like, let me go somewhere. Maybe spend a night with Vanita. But Vanita, y'all dad was on lockdown, so I couldn't come over there. Right, right. Yeah, we still married. (laughs) (laughs) For all our listeners, I know you've heard this before, but when Dallas doesn't do well, Cheryl is on the brink of being divorced by her husband. (laughs) (laughs) Things are upset. Yes, he loved his Cowboys since he was a little kid. He used to cry when he was little when they would lose. He was that emotionally connected to them. Wait a minute, hold up. He still cries just as a grown man. (laughs) (laughs) He goes in the room and sheds a tear. Oh man, he'd take off the jersey, throw it down, and he didn't want to wear it no more. (laughs) I ain't wearing this. But uh, he is truly, he truly feels like, you know, one of these days they're going to make it, you know, but they just play horribly that game. It was just so bad. Mm -hmm. They will, they will. But you brought up a good point, Cheryl. All the new quarterbacks are just multi-talented. I mean, and there are hardly any hanging in the pocket. They're moving. If they don't see an opening or see a man downfield, they just take off running. and, And I mean, they showed us in the games last week. Oh my goodness, that game yeah. with Kansas City and Buffalo was all yeah, yeah. that was a Super Bowl right there for me. Uh, me too. I, it was oh exciting. my God, it was awesome. It was so exciting. Yeah. For all of our listeners that are not into the United States uh football sport, we're so sorry because we have such huge <laughs> sports fans, sports especially fans. basketball, football, tennis, and the Olympics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we are sports fans. But let's switch gears, y'all. The weather is crazy. Even here in San Antonio, y'all, it's unusual weather everywhere. And I'm not used to having this many cold days in Texas. Are you guys, I mean, y'all have been here longer than me, but it is nothing compared to what's going on in the Northeast. It's colder here now. I've been here 20 years. Okay. it's colder here now than the first, say, 10 when I was here. Okay. Um, But- I'm used to it because I'm from the Midwest, St. Louis. So, you know, it's nothing to go to bed and it's going to be nine degrees or five degrees. And then the next day it might get above freezing. 
But we've right. had some chilly weather here where I couldn't walk you all. It was too cold. Yeah, it's been cold. <laughs> to let all our listeners know, San Antonio is now hitting into the 30 degree weather. And I know to some of you all, that's not cold because you guys are in negative <laughs> degree temperature on the East Coast. Uh, but, but in San Antonio, for us to be below freezing, that is cold for San Antonio because we're south of Texas. And so it's been unusually freezing and then it gets unusually very, very hot. So um, right now- All in the same day. All in the <laughs> yes. same day. So we woke up, it was 37 degrees and the lowest 37, the highest 70. So <laughs> all of that in one day. Yes. <laughs> you yes. don't know what to wear when you leave out the house because you know it's going to be 70 degrees when you come back, but it's 37 degrees when you leave out. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Because that's what happened on my walk. I have to layer. And then before I get back home, I'm out of the hoodie. I'm out of these things and everything is wrapped around my waist. <laughs> but you're right. You're right. Yeah. But and we, I know we got to say a so prayer for the folks in the Northeast though. Yeah, that's no. what I was going to say. What is the temperatures looking like on the Northeast? I know we're whining, but they are much colder than we I are. know last night, Ashley and I were checking the weather. It was 13 at about eight o'clock last night. And I was like, she's like, I'm so glad I'm not there. Even though she'd yeah. be in the house. But, you know, that's when pipes freeze up and, you know, it's dangerous. 23 there now. It's dangerous for people to actually be out and about in that kind of freezing weather. And tonight and that's New York, it's going right? to be... 14 mm -hmm. degrees in New York. Wow. Yeah. And tomorrow morning, the same. It's, it's pretty well, that's cold. That dangerous kind of cold where yeah. you can't stay outside too long. No. Because we forget we're like, what, 80, 90% water. So <laughs> if we get below freezing, guess what? Our bodies start to freeze like water freezes. Uh -huh. So you just got to be careful in those type of temperatures. Exactly. Wow. Yeah, it's 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 pretty That's cold. Pretty in cold, New York. you all. Mm -hmm. So it, if you have to go during rush hour to work tomorrow, it'll be 15, 19 degrees. Mm -mm, can't do it. I like mm -hmm. to visit and have you know with snow for maybe two, three days to play mm -hmm. in it, to take pictures, you know, winter wonderland. But after that, I'm ready to go home. <laughs> I'm ready to go to the heat. To the warm weather <laughs> although that's not quite what it is in texas right now even the cactus y'all are shivering <laughs> wow <laughs> i had to bring my cactus plants in they were looking like hey we're cold bring us <laughs> in people are covering up their bushes and things here but i just let mine die and come back to life when this time. <laughs> wait a minute come back okay, to life go. Some, I mean, some of them, you know, when, when it froze in February last year, I mean, because I have so many shrubs, there's no way I can cover them, cover them all. And that, I mean, those leaves all oh, just shed it. They shed it. And we were like, oh, God, I hope they come back. And sure enough, spring came and they started blooming again. And they're resilient plants. So even the wow. oak trees that are out here, they were like naked. Mm -hmm. uh, all the leaves fell off of them and they came back, you know, so wow. these, these uh, shrubberies out here in Texas and the, and the oak trees, they're very resilient. Okay, y'all, let's take a quick break and we'll be back with some more interesting facts or fiction. <laughs> <laughs> and we are back at the island and you know what y'all it's gonna be black history month in a few days february 2022 and i'd like to propose propose the question <laughs> what what historical person would we or you like to interview for black history they could be passed on or still living who wants to go first i'll go first okay <laughs> uh I, guess I have two, but for the female, I think I would like to talk to Madam C.J. Walker. because Ooh, Thank was... you for the creamy crack. <laughs> <laughs> for y'all that don't know what creamy crack is, it's the perm that it's you put in perm. your hair. <laughs> and so it would be interesting to know how in those times when women as a whole were relegated as not too important and then to be an African-American woman uh, and be a philanthropist, a social activist, an entrepreneur. So to me, she seems like just a very, very interesting person. And I would like to 
talk with her. And my other one is Benjamin Banneker. And I would just like to talk to him because he worked with the Frenchman to design Washington, D.C. And when the Frenchman got mad and left and went back home, who finished the design and layout of Washington, D.C.? Benjamin Banneker. And he was also one of the first to make a working clock. They give all the credit to Ben Franklin and others, but Benjamin Banneker did a lot of great things. And I'd like to talk to him about how he felt when he didn't get the credit for all of that, but we know he did it. So those are my two. <laughs> okay, Cheryl. Well, I would, you know, I had a couple of things I wanted to say. One is I would love to be able to interview just normal, regular African-American people that went through the struggle, the time, and just hear their stories. Hmm. Like Mother Hamilton, you know, your mom, yeah. love to hear her story. Sister, um, uh, Sister Murphy, love to hear her story. But if they had to be somebody that we are uh, particularly, you know, that's in the books already, I would have loved to have heard from the women from Hidden Figures. Hmm. Uh, okay, because you love uh, numbers. Yeah. Yes, I was a math whiz from the time I was a little kid growing up and had no idea that they had already forged a path in mathematics and science for African-American females. If I had known that, I wouldn't have had such a struggle trying to figure out what um, what my, you know, my goals would be as far as moving into a career because mm -hmm. I struggled. I knew I loved math. I was the one getting extra credit right in math class and people were like, how do you do that? It's just natural for me. Um, so I would have been, I would have been so excited to interview any one of those three women um, that was played in the movie Hidden Figures. Awesome. Okay. I had my hand up because I noticed you put a tagline on as a whiz. <laughs> <laughs> I like that though. You have confidence. You're not tooting your horn. You're just saying you were into it. You were smart and you and knew what you is. were doing. And you knew what you were doing. Yeah. I love, I love math. Y'all, you'll give me numbers and an equation. I calculated for it because I love equations. Mm -hmm. I love algebra. You know, I was just like a nerd when it came to that stuff. And I did not realize that there were other people out there like me. <laughs> my dad that looked like, like me <laughs> yes awesome. um public service announcement the chiefs won the toss and they will be receiving the ball okay oh, we'll see geez, do i don't want to get too happy <laughs> <laughs> so i'll go ahead and say are you done cheryl i'm sorry i don't want to cut you off you, you i was trying to find the actual names of the ladies i think it's katherine johnson dorothy vaughn um and marie mary jackson and Taraji. Those, no, though Taraji Henderson was the one that was paying, playing Catherine Johnson. I know, that's a Octavia joke. Octavia Spencer played Dorothy Vaughn and Janelle Monet played Mary Jackson. Yeah. But I just want to give homage to those ladies once again, mm -hmm. Catherine Johnson, Dorothy Vaughn, and Mary Jackson. Right, right. Okay, okay. So I guess I'll go ahead and go. Uh, two people that came to my mind immediately, but I decided to do the second person that came to my mind, not the first. And that second person is alive and kicking. Hmm, um, who's that? Michelle Obama. Okay. Yes. She was a classy, down-to-earth, extremely well-versed supermom and wife. So I, wanted, I would like to ask her, how hard was it for her to be not only the flat first black woman to be represent the United States, but to keep focus and also be herself at the same time. Because you could always tell she was just being herself and not letting the public bring her down. Um, she is like a role model for me because when- Have things, you read her book? Yes, I have. Okay. It, and, it's, and it's so real. She tells her story and it's just awesome and amazing all the things that her family overcame for her to be where she is now, even in, I guess, retirement. <laughs> but it, Michelle Obama has just always been a class act. And um, I would love to interview her. I really would. Awesome. Awesome. Uh -huh. Yes. So, and there's many more. The first name that came to mind was actually her husband. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, to be uh, representing the United States like they both did was so amazing and so real 
you know, you, mm. you, I never thought of them as faking anything, you know, and they just were, you know, and the way they navigated with their daughters and her mom and making sure they, you know, ate dinner every night that they could. Um, it was just amazing. I loved it. Every bit of it. Yeah. And the, and the one with uh, hidden figures with the lady, the, the part that stood out to me the most mm -hmm. was when she went to the library to get the book so that she can learn more about this new language that was coming out, which happened to be Fortran, which I took in college, you know, uh -huh. and learned a computer. And once she learned a computer and understood it, and this is why I tell people that knowledge is key. Once right. you know something, no one can take that away from you. You know, they need you at that point. And mm -hmm. so uh, she was then promoted and then went into the computer room to lead the other ladies. Uh, but she was smart enough to know we need to learn this Fortran language because this is the new thing that's coming out. So I would just have loved to be able to interview her just to find out what made you, you know, push like that so hard. Um, so I just this that whole movie just had me all geeked up and nerded out. <laughs> I love the fact that you can admit that you're uh, a nerd. <laughs> I am. I love it too. Geeked up and nerded out. Love it. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so all of those are cool people and that we all want, want, wanted to, or would love to interview. Um, there are also so many more, hmm. you know, I have a long list. I would love to interview Stevie Wonder. I would have loved to yeah. have interviewed Aretha Franklin, Hank Aaron, Muhammad Ali. Although I would have been afraid to interview him because his <laughs> jokes, he probably would have made me cry with his jokes, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but anyway, let's move on. I think the next thing I want to propose to you all, and actually this is something Beverly had uh, mentioned earlier, and that is describe something that happened to you last year and how your life improved or changed or was affected? Well, I guess I could just start it off and say the word we try not to say, but COVID. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have it, but the fact that the pandemic was in existence made everyone stay in. And it made me, not that I didn't stay in connection or communication with my family, my cousins and stuff, but we got together and decided to have a monthly Zoom call for mm -hmm. family. And we're all over the United States. And you all, we've learned so much more about our family, my mother's side of the family, just mm -hmm. by sharing information. And now we're like thinking, oh, how is cousin such and such in Spokane? Or if I hear the weather is bad there, or mm -hmm. the cousins in Maryland, then if the weather is bad there, I'm calling to check on them. And so I feel like that changed my life for the good. Okay. Because now we're keeping up with each other and we're truly family. It's okay. not just saying it and sending Christmas cards. So it's been a great thing for us. That's awesome. Wow, that's a positive. It connected your family instead of disconnecting because a yes. lot of people were like, we don't get to see each other. We don't get to talk to each other. We don't get to be in each other's presence. But because you guys are so far apart, you know, <laughs> geographically, the Zoom thing worked perfectly to keep y'all connected. And it That's made us get committed. It's like we rarely miss and other family members rarely miss. And when they do, everybody's asking, where are they? Did you talk to them? And I mean, so that's awesome to me. That's beautiful. That's very beautiful. It is. It is. What about you, Lady V? Well, I won't say so much that something happened that changed my life, but more of being encouraged by our younger generation. When mm -hmm. we had Marcy and Ashley on co-hosting on Spilling the Hot Tea back in December, I listened to both of those young people who are like Ashley's 30 years younger than me. And I think Marcy's probably at least 20 years younger than me, but it was so encouraging and inspiring to listen to them have hope for the mm, future, yes. um, to realize that we're all different and that we need to work together. And I know with them having that mentality, Marcy is teaching her girls the same way. And Ashley's you know, in the same circle with friends that are thinking the same way. So that's passed on to you know friends and that's passed on in generations with a family. And so 
I was very inspired by listening to them talk on our podcast. And we talked about a host of things um, from the virus to racial bias. And it's just a lot. And so I was encouraged and felt hopeful for the future. If that makes sense. It does. That does. Because we've interviewed uh, some great young people, Sydney um, Thompson, and and then also the young guy from... um, Baobab, which I'm still purchasing there. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yes, I am too. Brandon is his name, Brandon? Yes. yes. So Brandon and Sydney. So it was great to see those young people doing some great things and seeing the millennials on the move. So that was awesome. That was. It was. It was. So I was more inspired than my life change or yeah. life changing situation. And I don't think I had a life changing situation this past year. And to be honest with you, year 2020 and year 2021 have just like merged together for me. You know, it seemed like it's just been one long year. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, you, you've lost track of, you know, dates. I've actually called myself the same age for two years and didn't even know it. <laughs> so I was like, how now old are you? Now was that on
the TV just shut off. I don't know if it was because of the, the streaming that we had going on. And I was like, what happened? She said, we didn't pay our bill, but of course that's not true. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, but I told yeah. my husband, let's leave. <laughs> okay, so let's get well, back to the question. Go ahead, Cheryl. Thank you, BJ, for sharing your favorite scripture. I think the reason why I put this on the agenda is because I just want people to to have be encouraged and stay hopeful because there's so much going on in our lives now that we want to make sure that we stay hopeful. So we said, let's share our, you know, most encouraging scripture that we lean on. And mine is going to be 2 Corinthians uh, 12 and 9. And it says, and he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I was, would rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. And many of you know that I'm, I'm a female minister at an African-American Baptist church. <laughs> After 132 years, they licensed and ordained a, a female, and that was me. And that's what the Lord kept telling me as I was moving forward in that calling, because I was extremely scared about doing it, wasn't mm -hmm. sure, you know, mm -hmm. how would I upset the apple cart, <laughs> but right. God told, kept telling me, my grace is sufficient for thee. And that's what I want to share with my listeners, our listeners, that his grace is sufficient for you. Wow. That's awesome. 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 And we are so happy to have you at Mount Zion First Baptist Church. We sure are. You are a leader and an, you are a leader. Excuse me? I said I love my <laughs> church and my pastor. <laughs> what about his wife? Yeah, she I. <laughs> ah, see, I knew you were going to say that. But no, you are a leader. You're an inspiration. And we love you at Mount Zion for real. Amen. Oh, thank you. Yes, yes. Um, okay, I guess I will share mine. And it is the first scripture that I ever learned as a child. Y'all probably can guess what it is. Jesus will. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> when oh. my mom would say it, I was like, what? He <laughs> like he was crying? <laughs> okay, let me guess another one. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. That's my husband's. <sighs> anyway. It is John 3.16. Okay. For God so loved the world that it gave his only begotten son and that whosoever believeth in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. And to me, that is plain and simple. Listen, if you believe and have faith and live by the 10 commandments, God's got you. Okay. Yes, we are all sinners saved by grace, but we must always strive to do our best and be our best and role model to others. We have to let our light shine. But, you know, I, I could never say that I would sacrifice one of my children for anything, really. I can't think of anything I would sacrifice my child for. So, but God so loved us that he gave his only son. So he made the ultimate sacrifice. Exactly. Yes. So we should live up to, you know, his expectations. He expects us to do right by each other and to love one another and have faith in him. And so that's what I try to do. And that is my favorite scripture. I learned it when awesome. I was in elementary school at Vacation love Bible it. School. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's all about loving one another. And mm -hmm. it's so powerful what you said, that he had that much love that he gave his only son. And he's just asking us to love as he loves. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And we love each other as Christ loves us. Exactly. Why is that so hard for us to do? I've seen so many evil things that have transpired that has ah. just taken the life. And, and, you know, I just recently came back from an internment of a young man. He's only 26 years old. Road rage because somebody cut him off or he cut somebody off three shots, you know, and killed this 26-year-old young man. And mm -hmm. I'm standing at the internment, seeing all the grief, feeling all the grief, only because somebody could not just extend love to another human being. Exactly. Yes, and that yes. young man had his full life ahead of him. So it was just, it's so hard to see that we cannot just love like God loves us. Exactly. And and it should be what? more love. It should be. And you said your first scripture Anita, that you learned, you know what mine was? What? God is love. And that oh. came from 1 John 4 and 16. And I just thought about that. That was the first one. God. Wow. Is love. Wow. Yeah. I like that one too. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah. And if you read the rest of it, it'll tell you he who abides in love abides in God. Right. Mm. Right. Mm, mm, mine mm. was in my father's house. There are many mansions. If it were not so, I would not have told you. I go to prepare. Isn't that crazy? That's one yes. of the scriptures, my first scriptures that I remember. <laughs> wow. Yes. That's something. <laughs> yeah, that's the one I remember. The first, that's the first one of, of remembrance for me as a kid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So we never knew each other's favorite scriptures till now. Exactly. Yeah. So we're we'll still have to share again because I'm sure we all have at least one or two. So next episode, maybe. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. So we're going to wind down here and let's go straight to attitude of gratitude. Is that okay? Yes. What are we yes. grateful for? So all of our listeners, as you're listening to us, prepare our attitude for gratitude. Think about the things that you're grateful for, because we want you to also have an attitude of gratitude. I'm telling you, it extends your life when you have joy mm-hmm. versus just, you know, sadness and sorrow. Uh, but think about the positive things. And I counsel people on a regular basis. If you put your mind at where the things that are positive, you'll see where your life will go in a more positive direction. So let's think about our attitude of gratitude. BJ, what you grateful for? Everything. <laughs> I'm grateful that um, we've gone through a little COVID scare, but we're all negative and feeling good, except we're just a little... Uh, allergy feelings. And I'm always grateful to have my 98 year old mother with me and my family. So God is good. God is love. Yes. <laughs> yes, he is. Go ahead, Cheryl. Oh, okay. You're going to wrap it up, huh, Lady B? Okay. I am grateful for, of course, my family and the love of my, especially my husband, his wonderful self. I got an awesome husband. Like my grandmother <laughs> said, he's a good baby. He's a good keeper. <laughs> yes, but I am grateful that I took my first business trip last week, you know, and since in two years. So first one in two years and taking that trip and seeing all of my coworkers and everything and, and the people that I collaborate with face to face and not on a Zoom meeting, I was grateful to be able to get back and, and visit with people again. That's awesome. That's awesome. I was praying for your safety and well-being because during these times it is, it's a little, you know, people are a little leery to travel um, Mm -hmm. just because everybody's not doing the right things. So, but um, yeah, I'm glad you're back home safe and sound. I was masked up, had my booster and shot, my COVID shot booster. So I was ready to go. (laughs) That's good. That's good. So, okay, well, I'll wrap it up. My gratitude of gratitude, as Cheryl likes <laughs> My attitude of gratitude was, I'm grateful for all the listeners out there, my family, my husband and I, and my daughter, Ashley, who is still in town, caught COVID, all three of us. And I'm so grateful that my family was able to go through it together, if that makes any sense, and I'll explain. But not only did we all, were we, are we all vaccinated and boosted, but we had mild symptoms, y'all. We really thought Ashley's allergies were acting up. And then I thought, well, I guess she had a bad cold because now I got the bad cold. Um, And then now Otis has had the bad, but we all tested positive for COVID. Of course, no one wants to get it, but if you have to get it with your family and Mm. your daughter not being in New York, because if she had caught it up there, I would have been so worried Beverly, I'll be the worry yes. like you. Mm-hmm. And um, I would have been acting crazy out of my mind because I would have wanted to take care of her. Um, but I'm grateful that we caught COVID together and we still had mild symptoms. We would still sit at night, eat, watch movies, eat popcorn together, drink. So, I mean, we just had a good time. I mean, we, we're always, um, quarantining anyway. That's just my way of life now. I don't go very many places, but it just seemed to make our family time even more special. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, having COVID. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So, but we're all good now. Um, actually, last time my husband tested was about three, four days ago. He still was positive. Um, Ashley and I are negative, but it's all good. We feel great. So I'm grateful for... <laughs> us having COVID together. Yeah. Well, I heard Ashley was working those hot toddies in the evening. Yes. She made hot toddies every evening. And um, believe it or not, y'all, I was cooking like, I cooked like four days in a row dinner. Mm, so wow. that's how good I was feeling. And um, it's, it's just been great. 
So, but thank God you had the vaccine and the boosters. Cause you know what I thought about, you know, God and his, his infinite wisdom already knew this virus was coming. Um, and before the, the very contagious variants came out, the Delta and the Omicron contagions, the vaccines were available. Right. Can you imagine if they yeah. had not been available when those viruses that are, I mean, they, the, the contagion variants of it had come out, you know, it's truly airborne, you know, you can breathe next to somebody with a mask on and still catch it. Exactly. So I can't imagine what would have happened in this country, in this world, if those um, extremely contagious variants had come out prior to the vaccines. You would have a lot more deaths and a lot more sorrow, believe me. And a but lot more blessed like you all too. And a lot uh, more frightened people too. Yeah, I probably would have become a hermit, to be honest with I'm you. just grateful that we got the shots and we got boosted. Yes. And like I said, and then everyone in my household didn't get it. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, so still be careful to all our oh, listeners. Yeah. If you don't believe in the vaccine and, and the booster, at least mask up and wash your hands all the time. Um, look out for your fellow man, just like we were talking about earlier in our favorite scriptures. Um, show love to one another. Um, mm -hmm. We don't always believe in the in the same things in this world or agree on the same things, but we should agree that we should extend love to each other and respect. Yes. Love and respect. Help um, each other. Cheryl, your wheels are turning. Are you thinking about something? No, I was just thinking about love and thinking about that whole situation with that young man getting killed, just mm -hmm. driving home. 10 minutes from his house and that's all because somebody cut you off and they mad and pull up and shoot you dead that's crazy and that's just if we could just show love yeah just show some love and compassion exactly because it doesn't mm -hmm. you know now when people cut me off or do things i used to kind of maybe yell and scream where'd you get your license from and now i start praying for them you know and lord mm -hmm. help them to calm down or let me slow up and move out of the way so they can go on wherever they're going when people tailgate you because you're not going fast enough. So I just try to give the other person, I guess, the benefit of a doubt mm -hmm. in a loving way. Right. So that's right. what everybody needs to do. Right. This is ridiculous. Some innocent person because yeah. of a mistake. A mistake. Yeah. 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 And so, um, Piggybacking off of that, on Thursday, I went to go get tested again, and I was actually in a car accident. I was T-boned. Yes, T-boned again after four and a half years of being T-boned. Oh, my god! And um, it could have turned into road rage. I could have gotten out of the car and been angry and yelling at this guy for hitting me. But I just said, I can't believe this happened again. I feel like I'm okay. You know, I was talking to the lady on uh, the 911 call and she was mm -hmm. asking me different questions and I felt okay. The guy pulled his car back, got out of the car, came and asked if I was okay. There was no yelling and screaming. You know, everybody came, the ambulance, the fire truck, the paramedics, everybody came and I was able to walk away and oh, still go oh, get my test. God. I was still, thank you know, God. there was there was no arguing. There was no... I'm blaming you. I, you know, I hate you. Why did you do this to me? None of that. So I know he didn't do it on purpose. He apologized several times. And mm -hmm. I know he didn't do it on purpose. Nobody wants to actually hit somebody. No, nobody wakes up and says, I think I'll just go out here and hit this person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, but that's again, loving people, loving God's people, respecting mm -hmm. each other. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, that, that happened. So again, attitude of gratitude. I'm glad I'm okay. I'm glad he was okay, and it's all good. We're glad you're mm -hmm. okay, too. Thank yes, you. we are. Yeah. You have a car accident and don't tell nobody. It's on and popping. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, so I we know. We can't talk to you, you three times. I know. I talked to you a couple of times, too, so she can get the when we do so. I yeah. didn't want to tell y'all because y'all would have been like, give up your driver's license. But it wasn't <laughs> my fault. It was not my fault, again, but I did not make him feel bad. You know, it wasn't um, necessary. Yeah. 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 But I know he ran the stop sign and just came right on the parkway and hit me because I could see him from my peripheral vision that he was approaching that stop sign, but he never stopped. He kept coming and bam. So 
but I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm a little crazy, but I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take that. We'll take that. We'll take that. So yeah. it's been a good episode, you guys. Um, it's been good hanging out with everybody. Um, I think Cheryl left and went to the bathroom. I don't know where she is. <laughs> <laughs> But um, so what's coming up, Beverly? What's coming up for you? Mm, I don't know, except I need to hurry up and go finish this dinner for my family. <laughs> oh, Lord, you are always. I don't know what's coming up for me. Um, I don't know. I told you it's kind of a slow pace in my life right now. So yeah. I'm just living through you all in your travels and excitement. Yeah. Well, keep me and all of this stuff in your prayers. I'm actually supposed to go visit. Maury and Shira and Brevin and Sydney and Bobby and get to know the grandkids. And, um, but that's not for a few weeks, but I want to feel comfortable enough to travel to go and see them. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So awesome. Um, I guess Cheryl just came back and she's going to, we were just saying what's next for everybody. And I'm, I'm hoping to go visit um, Brevin and Sydney in South Carolina and Beverly's um, hoping that she can get through this dinner that she's trying to cook. And so what's, what's up with you, Cheryl, besides not paying your internet bill? I don't know what's going on with these, these this internet over here. We got to figure it out. But uh, <laughs> we got these extenders and all this other stuff. We got to figure out what's going on with this network. I might have to switch to a different network because we got three networks in the house. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> but at any rate, um, Nothing new. I'm about to go and sit and watch this football game and hopefully get to see a, a wonderful Super Bowl. We checked the tickets out for the Super Bowl. You know, the minimum price is $5,000 for a seat. Minimum. Whoa, whoa. Yes. They said for two people, it can cost up to $100,000 to go to the Super Bowl. That to me is crazy. That is crazy. But I tell you what, if the Packers and the Steelers were in it, I might have to dip into them savings. <laughs> it's not that serious for me. <laughs> Once in a lifetime, hey, I, may, yeah. I may be broke after that and eating Viennese sausages and potted meat, but I would have had the thrill. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So All anyway, right. well, we got to get up out of here, everybody. Um, listeners, stay tuned. And one footnote, we're not professional podcasters. And every now and then we make mistakes when we're um, sending out our episodes. And sometimes I, you know, I'm the editor, the director, producer. So Everything falls on me. So if I make a mistake with my editing or anything like that, you can blame me, not the other two ladies. <laughs> we'll take the blame too. We all in it together. Yeah, yeah. but sometimes, sometimes they're bloopers. And so we're actually going to start adding bloopers to every episode. Cool. <laughs> okay, with that being said, I'm out of here. Adios, bye. See Bella. Talk to you soon. Bye. <laughs> Say that again, Beverly. You did what? Nothing. I'm just saying I'm sorry. You're sorry for all the talking and all the background. I thought I was muted and I wasn't. So you all are gonna have a lot of the stove beeping, the just everything. I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. We're amateurs at this. My husband and son were in there screaming at the game because they wanted Cincinnati to win. So mm -hmm. you might hear them in the background also. <laughs> yeah. So, so. Anyway, that's Kitchen Island Tea, and that's how we do it. So anyway, I'm going to let y'all go. Roll. That's how we roll. Yeah. <laughs>